Welcome to The Real O Show. I'm Zachary. And I'm Joshua. And we're brothers chasing down the curiosities of our life. And on this show, we'll deep dive the most influential people, music, and topics going on in the world. And today we're talking acts. Zachary has a what if I told you about Elon Musk and we'll round it out with bickering brothers. I tell you I'm on a roll. About to get all this dough. Ain't no fuck niggas know. I swear to God we the ghosts. This ain't the story they told. Man, if you know, then you know. I never had to tell my dogs we on rough breaks. They pay for getters. They want money more than they want. What's good, everybody? So let's get right into it. Elon Musk bought Twitter a while back, paid over like $15 billion over the asking price, and obviously he wants to make it an all-encompassing app. Part of making it an all-encompassing app is you have to drive videos. Right now, you have TikTok, you have YouTube, you have Instagram, and over the weekend, we saw something with Mr. Beast where he's obviously pushing video now. Joshua, what happened with Mr. Beast and just video in general going on? I'm going to still call it Twitter because forever it'll be Twitter to me. But X, what's going on there? So if you missed over the weekend, Mr. Beast dropped his first ever full-length video on X. Now, the reason why he did this, he wanted to compare the difference between X and YouTube ad revenue. Now, the learnings he got from this was, one, the video did over 200 million views. I think the ad revenue got $250,000. Around that. Around that. And that's obviously a very working number. It's going to either, it's going to fluctuate. And like he even said, that you can't even take that for what it's worth just because people noticed that Mr. Beast had posted the video. So a ton of companies were like, oh, shit. I want to hop on the Mr. Beast train on Twitter. So they obviously paid maybe a little extra for that. But I think the moral of the story is that Twitter is no longer just tweets. It is turning into, like you said, the all-encompassing platform, whatever that means. But video, long-form video is the place for Twitter. It's YouTube is the number one platform for long-form video. It's almost turning into cable TV. I was just talking to our, our boy Carts from the Basement this past weekend, and he pays 100 bucks a month for YouTube TV. That's wild. That's insane. That's cable TV. You can do everything. And you get every channel? You get every channel and you get sports and there's a ton of different things to it. But what's to say Twitter isn't going to slide in there and add more? And the reason why I think that is because Twitter is going to have a lot less guidelines on what you can post oh my. than what YouTube For will. sure. Exactly. I, listen, I think, so, I think so, that's where Elon Musk is going to win is he's going to allow it to be a little bit of the Wild West, which I think the world's dying for. At least... I would say 50% of the world is dying for, whereas like YouTube, we've seen a ton of people are like, I can't interview that person. I can't say anything about this because my video gets deleted. My channel gets suspended. I get a strike. If I get three strikes, I'm out. Like, I think that's where Elon Musk is going to win. Now, Elon Musk probably has some type of evil plan with it. Having an all-encompassing app, centralization, I'm a little unsure about it, but listen, at the end of the day, it's like Amazon. The reason Amazon wins is because it's the best fucking company. It's the most efficient. They they continue to win and then continue to invest in how they can have better logistics. And I think that's where Elon Musk is at. But yeah, you mentioned John Shahidi with the long form video platform. You have to pay two, I think it's $250 to be able to post over a minute video on Twitter. If you make long form content, you should pay the $250 and continue to post on Twitter because I think it's going to continue to drive video. Um, Twitter is going to continue to drive video. Plus, I think that's going to be the organic growth because the problem yeah. with Twitter and the reason why people have like went away from Twitter is that there's no organic growth. Yeah. People are like, I gain two followers every couple months, whereas you can post on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube shorts, even YouTube long form video. If you make a good enough video, 
you can gain 20,000 followers in a day. I mean, I think that Twitter is just, it's an anomaly in itself because you think about like just a couple of years ago, even to be big on Twitter, you had to tweet a hundred times a day. Yeah. I mean, Gary V talked about this a long time ago. He was like, if you look at the top 20 people on Twitter, they literally post every single day. Now we look at the top users on Instagram. They're not posting every day. Yeah. They're not posting. So, so it's, a, it's a very different world. And same with YouTube, right? The biggest creators aren't posting every day. So I think Twitter is like almost a different realm of not just video, not just pictures. It's, it's everything. It's kind of already everything right now in a sense of social. It's not everything in the sense of we were talking about before. Like it's not Cash App, Uber. You know, yeah. I'm not delivering food. I'm not. Not so, yet. Yeah, not yet. But we were talking about before. What is it? We, uh, WeChat. We in China. WeChat in China. We were just talking about before. It's everything. And not to say that's a good thing because I think competition is good. It's good to have several different apps. It's good to have innovation. Of course. When you have one thing, Amazon is the anomaly because they consistently innovate. They're consistently innovating. Their well, you could order something at 7 p.m. and it's at your fucking door exactly. by 1 p.m. the next day. And that's that's it, like that's why they're the best at logistics. So, Joshua, obviously, we were just talking about X, Twitter, and Elon Musk. How much are you aware of Henry Ford and how he used to treat his employees and provide housing to them? I mean, I've heard a couple stories about it, but I'd love to hear. So I, I want to compare right now Henry Ford and Elon Musk. So back in the day, Henry Ford obviously created the Model T, created this production line that was efficient, made cars more cost efficient. But what he used to do is also provide housing to his employees so he could check on them, essentially make sure they weren't drinking, they were being good humans, he would set regulations for them. But what if I told you Elon Musk is doing the same exact thing? Elon Musk is now kind of being the new aged Henry Ford with Tesla, leading the electric car movement, how to make them cheaper, more efficient, production line Ask moved a huge amount of employees building a massive plant in Texas right now. And now what he's also doing is he's building a neighborhood. So Elon Musk purchased a thousand acres of land near Austin for a Texas utopia along the Colorado River. The town name is going to be Snailbrook will provide cheap housing for employees along with a pool, gym, and recreational areas. And the article emphasized that Elon is going to set his own regulations for it. So it makes me feel like we're like, we kind of have the simulation theory, everything history repeats. Elon Musk is the new age Henry Ford. I mean, there's got to be something to that because Henry Ford isn't the only one who's done that. Elon Musk isn't the only one who's done that. We talked about it. Mr. Beast is kind of doing that. But most recently... And this is probably the biggest person outside of Elon Musk and Henry Ford to do it. But Steve Jobs did this with Apple. So he actually had an original Apple campus, which is like right down the road from where he grew up, right next to Stanford University. It's actually like a very, a very iconic thing. So what happened was when they started outgrowing Apple, he started buying up all of this area, built this huge, beautiful area. And same thing, bro. Apple has, and a lot of people don't know this, Apple has their own hospital only for Apple employees. I didn't know that. Like, and that's what I was thinking about, like, like Elon, he might end up having his own hospital and stuff just for only Tesla employees, well, which is like gnarly to think about. Like, if you get a, a big small enough, hospital, but if you give, but if you get a big enough property, have enough people, you kind of have to have your own. And, and there might be regulations that if you have so many people in a given yes. area, you have to have a yes. hospital. And also just for, like, I mean, they have they have also. two separate campuses. I mean, like the amount of people. I mean, you have thousands and thousands of people, and I even thought about it, like the hospital. This ain't no like little hospital. This was like. You saw this, you were like, damn, this is a I mean Apple's big got unlimited hospital. money. I didn't know that. That's that's why obviously, but like 
Apple has a campus, Google has a campus, you know, Microsoft has a campus. And it's it's always kind of been like, oh, that's kind of cool that these companies have campuses, but you're also like, it lowers Wait a distraction. Minute. It yeah. lowers like I think about it all the time. Like, imagine how much more efficient you would be if you were just like, I wake up, I'm I'm only a couple minutes away from the yeah. from the office. Oop, I I go to oh, there's a gym right on here. I don't have to leave. I can just work out. Yeah. Oh, they have they have campuses right here. I have cafeterias. They they're feeding me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Now now I'm more efficient. Now I'm eating healthier food. Now it's like now I'm now the machine can roll. Whereas like no offense, but a lot of people make bad decisions. They're dumb. They don't eat right. They're like that was one thing I always thought about as a company. If you're a company, why are you not giving your employees the best food? Why are you not incentivizing exercise and all these things? Because at the end of the day, health is wealth. Yes, and it's good for you. You should want to do this for yourself. But as a business, yeah. I want my people running efficiently. I'll, like if, if someone threw donuts on the counter of my business, I'd be like, Yo, what the fuck are we doing? Unless it's like a Friday and we're all having a fun little day, little Friday party. No. Like you, it should be efficiency. It should be work, and it should be the cleanest things to make your employees the best themselves. All right, everybody, to wrap out the show, we're gonna do Bickering Brothers. One happy Friday, if you're listening. Happy right Friday. Now. But there's a new age problem we have. Whenever you go to a restaurant, a fast food place, ice cream shop, now they ask you when you swipe your card, "Do you want a tip?" Yep. So when is it appropriate and inappropriate to tip? Honestly, if I'm going to the place. I'm waiting there for my order. I rarely tip. Sometimes I do. Like so it just depends on if you catch me on like the right time. If I'm in a really good mood, maybe I made some money that day. Like it, it, it does depend. I do think the tipping has gotten out of control. I don't know if these businesses aren't paying their employees enough. If they're just trying to drive it, because a lot of the time, like what I've learned, a lot of these places, like when they turn around and you tip, the person that's doing it doesn't even get the tip. No. They split it. It goes to the owner. It goes to the people cooking. It goes to the people. Like, it's not even the person doing it. So it's like, I don't even know where my fucking An online tip is Exactly. An online tip, when I turn the screen and it goes tip here, I'm like, where the fuck does this go? Because I worked at a bakery for literally six years. And every time someone tipped online, I don't know where that money went. I surely didn't get it. Like if someone tipped cash, we had a cash thing and in, 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 in like that was one thing. And I, and, and I get it. I think something where you're doing an active service for someone, right? Like I think in if you're a waitress, yes, 100% you should be tipped because one, the restaurants and these places aren't giving them the yeah. funds to not be able to tip. And in Miami, they add gratuity and shit, which is not a bad idea that they should already add it in there and it should be one lump sum yeah. to begin with. That's probably how it should do it. But I think... This coffee shop in Europe solved the tipping issue. What they do is, is when you go up to the counter, you can double or nothing it. So essentially what they do is they coin flip it. So if you say double or nothing, basically what happens is you have your coffee, it's $4. You can double it where it's you have to pay $8 and that extra $4 goes across the board to everyone who's in the coffee shop or you get it for free. And I literally think that Every single person would gamble this. I know that every time I'd go to the coffee shop, I'd be like, double enough in this bitch. Because at the end of the day, what are we losing? I think it makes it it makes it fun. It's gamifying. Of course. The tip. It, it, listen, it gamifies it. It would be fun every once in a while, but it's also, you know how we've kind of been brainwashed that like a coin flip is 50-50? It's really not 50-50. No. Every time you flip, it's a new opportunity. For so sure. like essentially you could just get fucked oh, and be paying eight dollar coffees, which honestly, we live in New York. Eight dollar coffee is like you—that's you, a steal. That's you a stole steal. it. Yeah, you, you stole, stole it for eight dollars. Yeah. So it's like you know, you're up there probably doing a little bit better. It does gamify it. I think Obviously, it's an innovative way. And, and also, 
also where we got the idea from is that like a coffee's forty cents. Like yeah. the businesses ain't losing shit. That's why I'm like bakery, pancakes, coffee is like the business you want to be in because the markup is so cheap and you can make so much money on the margin. Yeah. Whereas like. Bro, Steve, we got to call Steve right now and be like, bro, start flipping coins for free donuts. I mean, I just think that's like such an innovative way in a sense of like it protects you. It makes it so it's not so like intrusive of like, oh, tip me. And then the person standing there being like, are you going to fucking tip me? It's like, no, we ain't going to tip you. I always feel feel weird not tipping somebody, but we actually did kind of agree on this, but we'll leave it there. Thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, drop a like, leave a comment, subscribe, share with somebody, tell us your favorite part, tell us your worst part, but we appreciate all the love and support. We'll be back Tuesday. Peace. I got a flame on bros. I got a stack of this gold. I tell you I'm on a roll. About to get all this dough. Me and no fun niggas know. I swear to God we the ghosts. It's in the story they told. Man, if you know, then you know. I never had to tell my dogs that we on roof and breaks. They pay for getters. They want money more than they want fake shit. I swear we go so hard we on A-list. I see my niggas prevailing. We going hard for the hand. We gonna stack till we jaded. I just told my niggas that we on a mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be hard to get it. So I'm part for the missus. I put my heart and my feelings on tracks I don't even feel. We bought a box, we drip. We bought a box, we fall.